Welcome back, everybody, to Real English Podcast, where we talk to real English learners about their journey with English. Today, we have a guest on all the way from Mexico, and his name How are you, Ronnie? Hello, person. By the way, let me ask, let me thank you first for the invitation here. I'm doing fine. I hope you're doing well, too. I'm good. Can you introduce yourself for our audience really quickly? For sure. My name is Ronnie Alonso. I live in South of Mexico, especially in the, in the capital of the state of Yucatan, which is Merida. I finished my bachelor degree in tourism and management. And yeah, I've been learning English for about, I don't know, maybe six years, uh, okay. I suppose. <laughs> okay, great. Thanks for the information. And uh, when you started learning English, how old were you? I believed I was like 17 or almost 18, or more or less. Okay. So so why did you decide that you wanted to learn English? First, because, first because you know, it was a mandatory subject in high school. I had, mm -hmm. to, I had to pass the subject in order to, to graduate and then go to college, basically about that. But, okay. but later on... Uh, I was a big fan of WWE. I oh, used to watch uh, the matches uh, about this entertainment, and mm. um, of course, we all like English songs, in songs in English. And yeah, I think it was the best and the most important reasons why I started. Okay, so so entertainment, basically. entertainment, yeah, entertainment. That's good. That's good. Um, and do you think that you learned a lot about uh, culture, specifically in an in English-speaking country, or did you latch on to um, one country's, you know, cultures, mannerisms, accents, or was it just, you know, kind of random? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I learned uh, so much about the American culture, especially what, what I told you about with WWE. You know, in this entertainment, we have they had people from all across America, from Texas to Florida, from California, from New York, from Massachusetts, for example, mm -hmm. even from Mexico, Rey Mysterio, for example. And um, I learned so much about that. Also, it was really useful because I made friends here in my city from the United States. Because I used to attend to a library where we had language exchange. So that was a very useful uh, tool that allowed me to make friendship. Oh, okay, great. And what, outside of the WWE and music and entertainment, what did you do specifically to hone your accent and learn grammar and all those things that you really need to study to get good at um one one thing that i did it was that i used duolingo for several several years okay. just to practice and uh, also i took a course on coursera um, i took um, english for journalism because i studied uh, a little bit of of this career i didn't finish it though but I started with that. And how did that help help me? 
because I used to write reports um, according to that assignment, and it was just in English. Also, because I also work in the Department of Education four years ago, I, I believe. And for me to practice, because at that time I didn't have a lot of contact with English speakers here in my city. So what I did in order to practice and, and use this, this language, all the reports that my boss asked me to write, um, even though it was in Spanish, I, I wrote it or I, and, or I, I translated into English. And I sent to her because also she was learning English. So we both uh, learned each other, uh, learned from each other. Uh, but basically, we we wrote emails and reports in English just to focus on grammar. Okay, great. So, and this was a paid course or was it free? Uh, on course, yeah, it was free. It was a free course, but if you, when you finish that course, if you want the, uh, the diploma or the certification, you could pay. It was like 25 bucks at, at that time, I believe. When you, cur when you course uh, the whole course and you pass all the, um, the sessions, it's, it's like uh, a month. Uh, you, you could pass it in a month and four weeks, and it's optional whether you can pay for that certification or not, but it's free. I understand. Okay, so after you became, I guess, proficient in English or what most people would call fluent in English, uh, how did you maintain your language? How did you practice? What, what Did you speak to native speakers somehow or did you uh, read, did you, you know, uh, go online. What 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 did you do to maintain your level of English and even improve? Yeah, I most I've been using English uh, since then, and uh, also I, I participated in a in a project with my professor in college, which is lockdown economy. We did interviews in different languages, which includes English. Why I'm telling you this? because we used English all the time in order to maintain a proper communication because we have people from all over the world uh, using different languages. And uh, it was the, um, the proper way to maintain the fluency, to keep in, in touch with uh, people, uh, English speakers or English learners, but mostly because we had something uh, important or related to the English language. And I, uh, a fun fact is that when I was in France, I, I was focused just in French. And believe it or not, I forgot mostly the fluency in, in my English skills because when I wanted to reply in English and my brain uh, was, you know, uh, working on French and I had to switch and it was kind of... Um, uh, challenging at that time, but as, as I said, the the best way to keep the fluency is to talk. If you don't talk, uh, you won't get that fluency back. Okay, I understand. And when did you go to France? When were you in France or what? It was like two years ago, and uh, at that time I stopped learning Portuguese because it was kind of confusing, especially when it comes to grammar and um, and I 
and I stopped learning Portuguese and also English. I didn't actually stop, but I reduced my time of consuming English, um, English um, entertainment, English. Uh, yeah, exactly. Okay, I understand. And how long were you in France? I, I spent two months there. Okay, that sounds like a great experience. Yeah, it was. And, uh, and I, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say that at that time, uh, my, my French was not that good when I, I arrived. And I used English at the very beginning because it was, you know, it was much easier for me. And, and yeah, it was the, the base for communication. Okay. And when you initially started studying English back when you were younger, what was the most difficult thing to um, accustom, yourself, accustom yourself to or uh, the most difficult thing to learn, like to... Was there anything that you kept getting stuck on or that you had a hard time learning in English? In I, well, based on my personal experience, to speak was the hardest part, and I will tell you why. This is because I'm a shy person, even though uh, many people don't believe me, as you know. And most people say that I talk a lot, especially when it comes to English or French, Portuguese. But the reality, the truth is that when it comes to my real personality, I don't talk a lot in Spanish or in my environment here in Mexico because I'm a shy person. Um, I don't talk that much. I actually don't. However, that was the hardest part. And what did I do? And thanks. And by the way, thanks to the English language, it helped me out to overcome this situation. Now that I'm more social, a social person, I can uh, make friends uh, much faster, I believe. And that is why for me, speaking English was, I mean, the pronunciation was the hardest part. Okay, the pronunciation. Yeah. And what, what, what do you think are some opportunities or good things that have come from English? You already mentioned that you are less shy now. You, you can yeah. make it easier. Uh, are there any other benefits? Yes. Uh, I felt more, um, more efficiently. And as I, as I like politics and all things about elections, you know, I worked um, for the Department of Elections here in Mexico. And... When you do a research, when you are trying to find a special information about something, you could use your native language. In my situation was Spanish. But also, if you use the English language to, to do a research, you will have a lot more information to, to analyze. You have more materials, you know? And that is why I, I believe learning the English language, especially the English language, it will give you a lot more advantages. In my situation, it gave, it, it gave me social opportunities, jobs opportunities, and also and it, I, I could meet people from around the world and start 
projects that we did that we worked on. Mm, okay, I understand. Yeah, it opens up a lot of doors when you speak any second language, not just English, but well, exactly. I know, for example, here in the U.S., uh, there are a lot of people who learn Spanish, and it opens up employment opportunities, of course, relationships, friendships, um, and many, many projects start to open up things that, that you didn't know existed before. Um, let me ask you, uh, as somebody who has become pretty much fluent in English, you know, proficient in English, uh, have you ever encouraged your friends or family or people around you to try to learn, try to become uh, on your level speaking English? Absolutely. And many of my friends here in Mexico always ask me for help. And I say, yeah, I could help you, but you, but promise me that at the end you will learn this. And by the way, I have books, I have anything, any type of material, whatever you need, ask me and I will give you the material for you to learn. I always motivate them because I know that I explain to them that maybe I won't have enough time to teach all of them because you know I don't have a, a lot of time so I explained to them why they should learn English I explained to them the opportunities they can uh, and the benefits they can get according to their field if you are a in a, an accountant this is why you should learn English you could work here you could take this course and a friend of mine from the UK is a businessman. They can hire you. I can recommend you all of, the, all of that situation. And especially I have a nephew. He's not, he's like seven years old now. Uh, like two years ago, I was trying to teach, teach him like the colors in English or the numbers. Mm -hmm. And he, he was trying to, he was trying to learn it. And I remember when I, I'll tell him like, hey, tell count the the English numbers. If you did, if you do it, I will get you. I will get you a candy. But if you do it right now, right now, I will give you two. So I I try to play with him and encourage and you know, and mm -hmm. thanks to that he learned a little bit. I'm not telling you that he now speaks English, but he kind of has some knowledge. Okay. I understand. That's good. Um, I think that it's important to encourage people to explore their options. You know, I I, I don't believe in forcing anybody or, or telling anybody what to do, but just just so people know what options they have, I think it's better to to know your options and know what certain skills can do for you. You know. Uh, let me ask you, have you ever considered visiting or even moving to a country that speaks English? Um, not really, to be honest. I mean, like, go staying there forever. I don't, I don't think so. But I will mm -hmm. definitely go, I would go to a, an English-speaking country to take a course according to my field. I don't know. I'm just um, thinking about it right now. Maybe if I want to get a certification about um, about doing a research in a certain area, if they if in the U.S. they have 
that course that when it might be really useful to me, I will definitely go there. Okay. okay. I understand. And do you think that uh, English is harder or easier than the other languages you tried to learn? French and Portuguese. <laughs> Uh, based based on my experience, I think English was uh, much easier because I had a lot of resources here, and also I, I had a lot of friends from the U.S. and Canada, and it was part of the environment. Also, because Mexico and and the U.S. and now Canada, we have a strong relationship. Uh, we, now we have the USMCA, the new trade deal, and we have a lot of options to think about. And that's why uh, at some point it was much easier for me because I had the material, I had the resources. Instead of Portuguese, I didn't have a lot here. But of course, we can use the internet, but it's not the same. If I can compare it, I met a lot more people from the US here that I did with yeah, Portuguese speakers or French speakers. That's why I believed, in my opinion, English was much easier for me. Oh. And are you still learning French and Portuguese or have you stopped? I kind of stopped with French because uh, I didn't use it quite a lot. I, I sometimes talk to my friend, friends from France. Some of them live here in, in Merida. And sometimes we... We meet up because they want to practice their Spanish, and I kind of practice my French. And uh, I port Portuguese. I stopped for a while because I wanted to learn uh, French at that time. And now I'm getting back to Portuguese because you know uh, I'm on traveling there very soon. And uh, I think it's really important to communicate in order to use uh, there. And now I kind of learning. Portuguese, but just like a very short review of, of something because I mostly speak it. But I would say that I'm learning Polish right now because um, I'm going to Poland in November. So I don't want to get into the travel. I, I need to use the proper communication. But I'm learning yeah, Polish through English language because we don't have a lot of resources in Spanish, by the way. Oh, okay. So essentially you're practicing English and Polish at the same time. Exactly. I'm killing two birds with one stone, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Are you, are you somebody who likes learning expressions, slang, uh, different things like that, idioms? Uh, me? Like, yeah. If... In the English language, do you, do you enjoy learning different expressions and idioms? Yes, absolutely. Uh, of course especially uh, when it comes to idioms or something like uh, um, you know uh, the early the, the you know the, the early, early bird the worm. exactly catch the worm and uh, some people find it very funny when a foreign person says it and also it makes you feel more comfortable when speaking uh, those are really useful and I will tell you why because those are phrases that are known, they won't change. So you learn it by heart and you will you place it there in a conversation, in a, in a right conversation. 
and you wouldn't don't have to think about grammar because the phrase it's just like that. You have to put it there, and it's really it's really easy to use. I understand. And would you say that uh, English has a lot of expressions, idioms, things like that, compared to Spanish, or it's about the same? And I believe in Spanish we have a lot more of expression because you know there are uh, many countries that speak Spanish the, their way, and also the idioms is very different from one country from another, and uh, that is why I believe in Spanish we have a lot more. Okay, I understand. Uh, I've always believed myself that uh, Spanish has the most words used, you know, regularly out of any language because of that, because there are so many places to speak and so many variations on how people speak in Spanish. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you if you know this, but the word straw, you know, the, the thing you, we use to drink something, yes. we you have know? like 12 ways to say that in Spanish. I don't even know all the 12, but in no. Mexico, it's papote. I guess in Puerto, in not in Puerto Rico, but in some part of South America, they call it they call it pajilla, and mm -hmm. uh, they, mm -hmm. and there are more different. They have a different name for it in Peru as well. Peru has a lot of unique vocabulary. I <laughs> Absolutely, especially with uh, the word pop popcorn, they have a very curious one. And and also, of course, uh, in Spain across the ocean. In Spain, there are a lot of different words just in everyday life, um, not even necessarily obscure things, you know, coche, carro, you know, things like that. But yeah, right. um, also in English, we have a lot of different countries who speak English and a lot of different accents in those countries, expressions. Tell me, do you find one accent or, or way of speaking uh, easier to understand than others in English? Um, I think I'm most um, more into American accent, if we call it that way. Mm. Uh, because, you know, we have a lot of influences here in Mexico. By the way, we are neighbors, right? And to me, the hardest English accent to understand is basically someone from Ireland. The Irish English, and also mm -hmm. sometimes um, pe uh, people from India who are speaking English. It's kind of um, hard to understand. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, there are some people who believe that speaking with British accent is kind of more uh, cooler, more, more interesting. I don't, I do not know if that truth or not, but. I would prefer to speak with American accent, of course. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure if you were trying to do a British accent. <laughs> yeah, I was trying, but it doesn't work okay. out. Okay. Um, yes, I, I understand. Uh, a lot of people find the British accent um, um, not necessarily more sophisticated, but very more. interesting and very um, engrossing and in, in, involved they they look at it as, you know kind of, kind of older and kind of you know very original and 
And um, I, I think that all, all English accents are, are very original. You know, yeah. it's very interesting to hear the juxtaposition, you know, the, the, the contrast between them. And let me ask you this. What would you say for somebody who's just beginning to learn or who wants to learn English, what would you say the first step should be or the most important thing to know before you start? Um, you should know why you want to learn this language. And, and I will explain this because I, actually I didn't like French at the time and my friends know that. Why did I learn? Because, because of money, because uh, college paid the, um, the, the trip there and also they paid me, they gave me a scholarship. Basically it was all about money. And if you want to learn English because you want to get a much higher salary, that's okay. That will, that will make you more motivated whenever you feel down, like upset, and you say, dude, I can't keep learning. I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give up. You will remember that the money um, after, the money you will receive there, it's going to be your re reward. And many of us have, have do things about uh, things that we didn't like, but we have the, a motivation, we have the reason. So if you are learning English or if you're about to, think about why you want to learn it, whether it's for, for money, for travel, for love, uh, for whatever. You have to remind and always remember your, your biggest reason to learn that language. Okay. And we're getting to the end of the podcast now. And there is one question that I always ask everybody who comes on here. And it is, where do you see English taking you in the future? What is your ultimate goal with English, whether it's just to communicate with natives, move to an English-speaking country, or use it in your work? What, what do you see for yourself with English in the future? I, I believe I'll be, I'll be using English my entire life, of course. But I one thing that I would like to do in five or six years is that I would like to, to give a speech at the United Nations in English. Why? Because the, 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 the forum where English is mainly spoken. And if that is something that kind of unreachable, it is until you have worked hard. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. The only, only thing that is out of reach is things that you don't imagine. Exactly. If you, if you can see it in your imagination, you can reach it. Because if you are, and maybe you will know this, and by the way, it's not my phrase, but if you're going to think anyway, think bigly. Right? Think, yeah. So that was my last question. That was a great interview, I think. Uh, you said a lot of things that made me think and I think will be very helpful to our audience learning English. I want to thank you so much for coming on. It was really a pleasure talking to you. 
And thank you so much, Preston, for an invitation. I really appreciate the time. We have a great conversation here. And hopefully this material can be uh, listened to people who are learning English and they realize, they can realize, and you don't have to, to speak perfectly. I don't speak English perfectly. I make mistakes all the time, and even in Spanish. So you, you don't have to worry about it. The, the, the main goal here is to, to communicate with, with each other. In this case, Preston and I are communicating, and he knows I'm not an English speaker, a native English speaker, but we're doing um, the interview, the podcast in English, and this is a challenge as well. And that is why I believe for your audience, um, keep doing it. If you have to stop, that's okay. Stop for a while, but you have to get back and work harder. Thank you very Absolutely. much. And finally, I would like to give you a chance to talk about any projects you're doing or your social media uh, where people can find you if you'd like to do that. You can follow me on Instagram, like Ronnie underscore Alonso. There we had, uh, sometimes we, we shared uh, interviews that we have for, for people around the world who are struggling with the situation of COVID-19 pandemic. So um, my other volunteers, um, friends and co-workers always uh, make interviews in different languages, whether it's Spanish, English, um, Italian, uh, and different and, and other languages. Uh, because lockdown economy is a project that will that will give uh, entrepreneurs from around the world the, the right space to provide their information about their business because you know they're struggling with that situation and that space is a, the right opportunity to make them visible. So you can check that out, lockdowneconomy.org. Okay, thank you so much. Thank I'm so sure much, a lot of people will, will find that um, very interesting and motivating. Yeah. So that's it for our podcast today. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. And we'll see you next time on Real English Podcast. Have a good night.